This is Positively Farming Media. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that... Want to be the first to try Ross Roos Farm's experimental series goat milk soaps and be surprised each quarter by what's in your shower, but in a good way? Then My Soap CSA is for you. Choose the CSA share that best fits your soapy needs. Each month or quarter, you'll receive either two or four bars of the latest styles and scents of the season. Ross Roos Farm goat milk soap is made in Bainbridge, Ohio with milk from our farm, oils and butters that cleanse and soften the skin, fresh herbs and flowers from the garden or locally sourced, natural pigments, essential oils, and fragrance oils that have been thoroughly tested for skin safety and scent longevity. I never use palm oil. Bring joy to your daily cleansing routine and get your first soap CSA box by going to rossroosfarm.com soap. is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero fucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. I am your temporary solo host, Bev Ross. Uh, I'm looking forward to Sam being back with us, uh, hopefully soon, um, but Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. Uh, today, we're going to do something a little different. So last year, Sam and I did a gift guide, and there will be a link to that gift guide in the show notes. Um, it was a really great episode that kind of gave um, like a little insight into our gifting styles and what kinds of things that we find useful and you know things of that nature, um, because gifting is hard. Gifting is really hard. And this year is the first year um, that I am gifting knowing that I'm a neurodiverse person, which kind of explains why gifting always felt so hard to me. Or, you know, maybe it doesn't. Um, If you find gifting really hard, I would love love to hear about it um, as well, because it'd be nice to know that I'm not alone in that. Um, But this uh, year, since I don't have Sam and I'm doing something um, kind of solo for this gift guide, I wanted to do something just a little different. Um, And that is we're going to dive into sort of some of the rules and um, boundaries and guidelines that I have set up for myself to make gifting feel more authentically me um, and take some of the stress out of it. Uh, Because for me, it was one of those things that was just so anxiety inducing. And uh, sometimes I still find myself there, especially when I'm struggling to find something for someone when I know that I want to gift. Um, I struggle, I can struggle socially in reading social situations. So sometimes I'm not sure if gifting is even appropriate or expected. Um, And that can be really 
hard and add to kind of the anxiety. So this episode is really kind of um, a deep dive into how I figured out how to gift in a way that matches my values. Um, And as a person that is also in the throes of a small business that is obviously dependent on consumerism uh, and the consumerism of the holiday season, this is really uh, relevant um, because I kind of had to go through a few emotions to kind of um, reconcile this place that I've kind of found myself in um, that I feel like doesn't wholly match me, if that makes any sense. It's a weird... Um, I have a weird relationship with um, money and consumerism and and asking to be paid. uh, And I don't think that I'm alone in that either. So maybe you'll hear something in there that you kind of relate to as well. So our drink peeps this episode are our friends Kayla Wood, Natalie Quist, and welcome to Emily Hake. She is our newest drink peep. So welcome, Emily, uh, and thank you so much, ladies, for sponsoring the drink for this episode, which uh, in the interest of full transparency and I guess um, encouraging a bit of consumerism here, uh, this is actually coffee that comes from the store that I opened with my friends over at Ancient Valley Mercantile. Uh, It's from Ancient Valley Coffee Company, and this one is the peppermint bark flavor of coffee, and we actually sell that on our website. So if you um, would like to gift some to yourself or someone else um, and feel good about that because you're supporting our store uh, and by association, this podcast (laughs) and small business and all of that fun stuff, uh, you can do that by going to kringlesconfections.com and there will be a link to that in the show notes. All right, let's get to it. Okay, so I have already kind of mentioned how gifting can be hard and uncomfortable. Um, One of the things is the uh, obligation around gifting. You know, is gifting really appropriate right now? Do I need to provide a gift right now? What if I can't find anything? Uh, And those feelings all kind of lend into the gifting anxiety that I find myself in sometimes. Uh, Gifting is also difficult because you can find yourself overspending on gifts. It's so easy to do, especially when the ads are targeted specifically to make you feel like things are going to run out or only be available for a limited time. Uh, That type of marketing was designed specifically to make you feel like um, you had a, a sense of urgency to buy it now. And in those moments, it can be really hard to make sure that you have stuck within your gifting budget. Uh, And gifting also adds uh, extra stress when you struggle with timeliness. And as a person with ADHD, timeliness is just not my friend for certain things. Um, 
I have set up some systems that uh, work for me and work with me to help make me more timely. And I'm sure we'll talk about more of those in a future episode. Um, But I tend to need to use calendar reminders uh, and audible alarms to remind me when someone's birthday is or um, have an actual physical list of people that I want to buy gifts for so they don't accidentally leave anybody off or forget anything because I don't do that intentionally. It's just that sometimes things can move so fast that, um, you know, if it's not front of mind and it's not immediately right there uh it can be easy to forget something or someone um which can end up making you feel really bad so those are kind of the ways that gifting um can kind of bring on some anxiety and make us feel uncomfortable but in order to overcome that um like i said i've uh created a couple of systems for it um, but i've also created some rules around gifting that I think um, has kind of helped me to have a better relationship with it um, and gift more from the heart and in a place that feels more happy. Um, because obviously, like I know that I don't want people to buy me gifts if it makes them uncomfortable or makes them feel like they might not be doing the right thing. Um, nobody wants someone that they love or care about to spend money that they don't have or spend money unnecessarily uh, on something that you don't really want or need. And so that's why creating kind of a guideline for the way that you gift uh, is a good way to kind of make sure that it feels good for you and the person that you're giving a gift to. So uh, my first recommendation for gifting is make it consumable and consumable items can be kind of hard because there's lots of different diet restrictions whether it be because of health uh, like diabetes or an allergy you know say a tree nut allergy or an allergy to lactose or milk um, or any other type of like gluten allergy I mean it's really difficult to gift consumably when you aren't 100% sure of anyone's um, dietary restrictions or special dietary needs. So food works really well if you know the person well and you know that they don't have any of those restrictions and you know what they like, you know, and what they don't like and what fits within their lifestyle. But if you don't, you can go with something consumable that they don't ingest in that way if that makes sense so uh obviously i'm a person that makes soap uh so soap is one of my favorite consumable gifts it's something that i always love to receive and it's something that i always love to give uh sometimes it can feel really personal if you pick out soaps that have flowers that you know the other person really likes or scents or things that call back to a memory that you have together Candles is something else that falls into that category. Uh, It kind of depends. I mean, some people really enjoy getting candles and some don't. I go back and forth on this. Um, I think I am officially in team. I like getting candles. Um, And it's because 
I really like happy scents. Um, for myself, though, I don't like really perfumey things. Um, so when you're picking out scents for other people, you want to make sure that you kind of know their tastes uh, and what they like and enjoy. Um, more kind of natural or earthy scents are things that call to me more. Um, but someone else might like some more like floral scents or fruity scents or things of that nature. So when it comes to smells, knowing what the person likes and doesn't like is super helpful. Um, but of course, there is also things like lotions or um, items that get used up that you know would be useful to them. So for example, my husband hunts. So I give him hot hands um, or like those hot things that go in the toes of his boots to help make that more comfortable for him. I think if you know the person that you're gifting to really well and you sit down and you think about what sorts of things they consume on a regular basis that uh, you could gift to them that would make their life more comfortable or more fun or smell better, um, you'll find a whole list of things uh, that you can give them. The next suggestion that I have for gifting is making it an experience. Uh, our son Orion the other day mentioned that one of his favorite gifts he ever received from us was tickets to see Dear Evan Hansen. It's a production that he really wanted to go see. Uh, it's a story that he had really been wanting to hear and experience. And doing that with him was something that was really special to him. He said that he would always remember that. And we kind of started the uh, tradition of experiences uh, around here when um, during the, gosh, I can't even remember when it was exactly, but there was a year where it was really hard to get certain things. And we thought, you know what? Everybody has enough stuff. Let's do experiences. And uh, we did tickets to uh, Hamilton and the kids had a blast. We had a blast. We loved it. And so now that's part of our routine. Uh, this last year, uh, like I mentioned, Orion got tickets to see uh, Dear Evan Hansen and Aurora got tickets to go see 21 Pilots, which is a band that she'd been really wanting to see. And we took two of her friends with her. So it's an experience that she'll remember with her friends and have pictures from for forever. And it was a really cool experience. So if you can bring somebody to something special that you know that they've been wanting or gift them tickets to go to something special that you know that they've been wanting, uh, that can make for a really great gift that they'll always remember, but doesn't create um, a lot of clutter or more stuff or, you know, things that kind of can end up in the garbage. Uh, and bonus points if you can include your own time in with the experience, especially if it's someone that you know wants to spend more time with you. Uh, our time is so precious and uh, it can be easy to get caught up in the busyness of everything that is happening, but uh, it's important that we kind of step back and um, make sure that we're making time for the things that are important to us and the people that are important to us. And I know that that's something that I always have to work on and that I'm always struggling with because I can find myself really focused on my goals or the things that I'm working on. So that's a reminder for myself as much as it is uh, a piece of advice for you. 
My next suggestion is to make it personal. Uh, you can make a gift personal by making it something that you grew that has a long shelf life. I have sent out garlic, squashes, potatoes, canned things, herbed salt, all sorts of stuff out as gifts that I have created. And people seem to really enjoy those and use those as far as I know. No one's ever sent it back to me, so that's a good sign. Uh, another thing is making it something that fills a need. Like I mentioned in the consumable section, you know, think of something that the person you want to gift uh, could really use or could make their life easier or something that maybe they've mentioned casually uh, that doesn't really seem like a gifty thing. So maybe it doesn't seem fun to you, but it could be something that really ends up making a big difference to them. Uh, something you made is also incredibly personal. Uh, made gifts are obviously some of the best gifts you can give, in my opinion, because I'm a person that makes things. Um, and so when I spend my time uh, and my energy to make something for someone, it's because I really care about them. Um, and so it's something that... Uh, you know, you can do. Uh, it's not always budget-friendly to make things. Uh, these days, it can be cheaper to just buy things than make them, uh, depending on where you do your shopping at. Uh, but making something makes it really personal to the person that is receiving it. And so that's one way that you can... Um, really gift in a way that that feels authentic to you and comes from your heart. With Grubbly Farms Chicken Feed Fresh Packs, your flock can enjoy a farm fresh recipe inspired by foods they naturally love. Instead of using soy or fish, Fresh Packs Layer Feed is made with sustainably harvested insect protein, vegetables, and whole grains, which keeps your feathered fam happily nourished and egg yolks bright and creamy. And every peck is rich with essential vitamins and minerals for strong feathers and eggshells, as well as probiotics to aid in digestion. Not only is Grubbly Farms Fresh Packs a great choice for you and your flock, it's earth-friendly too. Every bag recycles 35 pounds of food waste to lighten the load on landfills and reduce the emission of methane gas and protects 10 pounds of fish from being harvested from our oceans. It's a win all around. Save 25% off your first order of Grubbly Farms Fresh Packs and everything else they offer by using code DRINKINFARM25 at grubblyfarms.com. Grubbly Farms, a superfood for pets and a superhero for our planet. Uh, the last um, item to make it personal is something a friend made or sells and pay them for it. And I'm going to get on a soapbox really quick uh, because this was actually kind of what inspired uh, this episode is I've had kind of an uncomfortable uh, relationship with consumerism and asking people to buy my things and selling things, you know, that I make. It's a tough kind of mindset to get into that you are deserving of being paid for your time and that the things that you make or that you put together are of quality enough to sell and make money from and ask people to pay you for. Um, but also, we find ourselves uh, constantly kind of looking for, what's the word I'm looking for? 
the friends and family deal or the friends and family discount. Um, and it's easy to see why um, you would think that you should get that uh, and want that. Um, but if you really truly want to support your friends and what they're doing, then you should be their biggest cheerleaders for making money off of the thing that they do and love to do. When we do that for each other, we open opportunities for changing the way that we make money essentially and live our lives. But as long as we're being, I guess, discounted or shorted by the people that are closest to us, it can make that really hard. And um, something that really kind of brought that about was uh, Black Friday and Small Business Saturday and also uh, Cyber Monday. You know, you'll notice I didn't do any sales on any of those days at any of the things that I do. And I did that really intentionally. And the reason I did that is because I want to get away from the idea that you can um, consume or get the things that I pour my heart and soul and so much time into by buying them during the right time of year when everyone is expecting a discount. And um, we as a society have become really dependent on discounts and we also really expect discounts during certain things. Um, I can't tell you how many TikToks or tweets or Facebook posts I saw making fun of other people's uh, sales during this last week. Uh, the consensus during a lot of these posts were that they weren't good enough or that they should have been discounted more or the consumer deserved a bigger discount or to spend less money on the thing. But as a person that has really gotten into this other side of retail where I create things with my time and my hands and materials, uh, but also procure things to put together and create um, you know, gifts or experiences or things that other people can come and pick out, you know, like at a retail store. I'm realizing that the margins on those things are just not really what they are believed to be, if that makes sense. Um, there are tons of things that I do where the margin is not high enough to even give a 20% discount. You would be losing, or I would be losing money on it. Um, and some of that is because you're trying to keep things, uh, affordable and at a price that people can pay. Uh, but you also want to make sure that, um, you're asking for the proper value for the amount of time it takes you to make or put together that thing or pick those things. Uh, and so much more goes into it than just ordering, um, you know, stock and ordering items. When I look at our store for Kringles, um, Kringles confections, I realized that we would have to sell thousands of dollars every day worth of stuff to make the time that we really invested in that place uh, worth 
while. Um, but instead of looking at that venture as being purely motivated by profit, I looked at the goodwill that it brings to the community, the way that it made us feel to see kids interacting with Mrs. Claus and enjoying our giant Christmas tree. And uh, at the end of the day, I think we're going to end up in the green on it, which is good because we have a whole floor and a kitchen that needs to be replaced. And so that was one of the reasons why we did it. We needed to make some money in order to do that project. Um, but also, we needed to get to know the community more and it gave us just something to feel really good about that felt like it matched our values. So sometimes you're not always um, going to do things um, specifically for profit motive and sometimes you're going to spend money or buy things or go to places that you wouldn't necessarily or wouldn't be in your budget because they fit your values. And I just... I want to encourage you to be okay with that um, and also realize that um, because of the way that our economy is kind of set up right now and the way that we buy things or get things, um, the discounts have really become kind of unrealistic and impossible for small businesses and people to keep up with. Um, so I wanted to share that so that maybe you could kind of take a look at the way that you thought about some of these sales. And if you scoffed at anyone and thought that the sales weren't good enough, or if you expect the small businesses and small retailers tailors to have the same kind of discounts that, you know, like a big box store or Amazon or Walmart can have. Because the thing is, is, the more you sell and the more you have and the bigger space you have, the more clout you have in getting the cost per item down. And I mean, that's just the way that that it works um, in case, you know, you don't have any experience in retail. Um, that's the way that it works. And um, people who are building things in your community that are a place for you and your friends and family to go to, whether it's to consume food or buy gifts or buy things, they don't get the items at the rates that companies that buy in bigger volumes get them at. And they are also one person or a team of, uh, or a small team of people. And so that automatically kind of makes the things cost more money right off the bat because there's no dedicated person you know to make those decisions or do those things so it takes a little more effort or a little more research or a little more digging or someone physically driving in a car around from store to store to figure out what to put in that gift basket and what's put together so that's a fun kind of behind the scenes on businesses and i would love uh if um you are a person who has hesitated to um, support friends or family because you've wanted a discount or have uh, seen that book in your local bookstore but then go buy it from Amazon. Just remember that 
those places and those spaces that you go to that everyone really loves, they won't exist if people don't buy from them. And I know that capitalism wants us to automatically go for the best deal and the best price on everything because that's kind of the way that it's structured. But I encourage you to think about what you would miss out on if those places didn't exist anymore because your only option was Amazon or Walmart. All right, I'll get off my soapbox on that now. Um, It's something that has just kind of been on my heart and mind for a while. uh, And it's something I'm always working on on myself also. So I really wanted to share it. Um, A lot of my gifts typically do come from friends or friends stores. uh, And I try really hard to never ask friends for a deal or a discount because I know how much just like love and sweat and of their energy went into even creating that space. So there you have it. Uh, The last thing that we'll really talk about when it comes to gifting is make it something that's achievable. Um, Like, do you really have time to crochet everyone a blanket before Christmas? Um, Probably not, um, unless you crochet really fast or don't have a lot to do right now. Uh, So think about the amount of time and energy and materials goes into whatever it is that you want to do for your gift. Um, You might not even really have time to create and deliver a giant plate of cookies to every neighbor. I mean, you know, what do you have going on this season? Maybe it's something that you have to skip this year. Totally fine. You want to make sure that you are creating um, your gifts and putting together your gifts in a way that you enjoy the process of putting them together. If you're finding yourself really stressed out and really feeling like um, this isn't fun and you're not enjoying it whatsoever, then it's probably a good indication that you should kind of evaluate that gift and the reasons behind you want to gift that thing or a gift to that person. Uh, And also, I encourage you to stick to a budget when you are gifting. Um, The world is not going to end because you didn't rack up $10,000 in credit card debt uh, this month. Debt is such a hard thing that we can all end up kind of buried under, Um, but I really encourage you, if you haven't done this yet, to start creating a budget for gifts and holidays and things of that nature and start putting money away automatically for them every month. It's one of the things that my family does. We have a certain amount of money taken out out of each paycheck goes into a savings account that doesn't get touched for the entire year. And when I open up my spreadsheet for gifting, yes, I have a spreadsheet because I have a spreadsheet for everything. <laughs> when I open my spreadsheet for gifting, I plug in exactly what my budget is and what I have available in that account. And as I make the list of people I'm gifting for and lists the gifts, I can see the available balance going down at the bottom. And do I always stick to the budget? Not always. Sometimes something speaks to me that I just have to get for that person. But I make that decision consciously. I don't find myself overspending in a way that I can't handle or isn't sustainable by accident. Um, That's a decision that um, you may make personally depending on the items. 
And also make sure that you are consuming in a way that fits your values. You know, um, it's so easy to order things uh, off of Amazon or Walmart.com. And, you know, I don't want to discourage you from ever doing that because honestly, we save a lot of fuel and time living in a rural place ordering certain things from those big companies. But when I'm thinking of a gift to get uh, someone, and, you know, and I'm mostly talking about adults here, kids, you know, they like their video games and their, I don't know, squishmallows and things like that. Um, But I always want to make sure that I'm buying gifts for those friends and family if it's something that hasn't specifically been asked for in a way that fits my values. And that's by going to the small, you know, local store and picking something up off the table and holding it and, you know, holding it next to something else and putting together a gift basket, whether it's consumable things like soap or caramel popcorn or coffee, uh, or it's items that I think uh, they'll enjoy having or seeing or using or putting on display somewhere. Uh, Going to those places is something that's really special to me, and I want to make sure that those places still exist. So by either scaling the gift back so that I can buy in that way that fits that value, or deciding on a budget that's slightly higher so that I can buy in a way that fits that budget, um, I accomplished that. So that's it for this episode all about gifting and consumerism. Like I said, I've had kind of a weird, I've had a weird relationship with it recently and I've kind of struggled internally um, with gifting and with things like that for a really long time. And so I hope that this episode helped you to maybe establish some rules or boundaries or guidelines around how you want to gift. And I'm not saying that the way that I gift is perfect or is the way that everyone should gift, by no means. Uh, Some of this advice will be helpful to you and some of it won't apply to you at all because everyone on your list is, you know, between the ages of five and 13 and the only place to get all of their stuff that they put on their list was Amazon, you know, that is totally going to happen. So don't get too stuck on any one individual um, piece of advice. Just kind of look at it as a whole and take what helps uh remove and reduce the stress from this season uh, from you and use it. Uh, Don't let any of it stress you out even more or make you feel like your gifting isn't achievable or wanted or valuable because it totally is. For full show notes to this episode, go check out drinkandfarm.com slash 219. Uh, There will be links to the places that you can shop from me at, because I talked about them specifically, uh, kringlesconfections.com, Ross Roos Farm for soap, uh, and our Drink and Farm shop, drinkandfarm.com slash shop. When you purchase from people who do things, I'm not just talking about myself, um, but you are giving them an opportunity to continue doing that thing. And I think that we're all kind of worthy of supporting each other in that way. Um, And it's weird and uncomfortable to ask people to buy your stuff uh, and ask for money, but I'm trying to get better at it. So 
this whole episode was uh, a little bit about uh, recognizing my value and the effort that I put into things and realizing that I'm worthy of being compensated for those things. So I hope it did the same thing for you as well if you're a person that creates or sells or makes things. So um, a couple Patreon shout outs before we sign off. Ashley Davis, Tonya Harold, Kimberly Taylor, and DC Teitzel. Thank you so much for being Patreon peeps. Um, you are the peeps that uh, help make this show possible. All of our Patreon peeps make this show possible. The after hours for this episode will be available on patreon.com slash drink and farm. If you join our Patreon, you'll have access to the after hours for this episode and all of the after hours for all the other episodes that have been done as well. There's a ton of like behind the scenes content and all sorts of great stuff out there. So it's just a way to kind of say thank you and um, peel back the curtain and give just a little extra value uh, to those that do monetarily support the show. So that's it. I hope um, I hope that you receive the gifts that you want and really need and that all of your gifts are received um, in the way that they were intended to be given. Uh, that's all we can really ask for uh, this season. And if you'd like to discuss this, join our Facebook group. I'll be in there. I'd love to chat about it. Uh, or you can send me a direct message, a DM. Yeah, that's what the kids call it uh, over on Instagram because I am always up to chat with you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye for now. We drink things, we farm things. We drink and farm things. Have you checked out the Drink and Farm merch shop lately? It's time you do. The shop has just been updated with the latest designs, which means you can drink, farm, and give zero clucks in style. We have a great selection of quality tees, tanks, lightweight zip-up hoodies, notebooks, and so much more. Plus, every purchase from our shop supports producing this show, which means we can keep bringing you the content you love. To shop, go to drinkandfarm.com shop. And Patreon peeps, don't forget you get a sweet discount on every purchase at the Gifty Peep tier and above. The link to Patreon is in the navigation bar in our shop so you can learn more about joining or look up the latest code in a jiffy. That link again is drinkandfarm.com shop. And thanks for being here.